Welcome. You're listening to the podcast of First Church in Woodland, California, Pastor Timothy Wisnett. We're so glad you could join us, and we pray that this message you're listening to today is a blessing to your day, and I want to invite you also to visit us online at firstchurch.app to get connected with us and learn about our service and upcoming events, and uh, we hope that we can connect with you and see you soon. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 19, verse 27. Matthew, chapter 19, verse 27. Then, Pete, then answered Peter and said unto him, Behold, we have forsaken all and followed thee. What shall we have therefore? What are we going to get out of it? In the Gospel of Mark, the same story according to Mark, verse 28 of chapter 10. Then Peter began to say unto him, Lo, we have left all and followed thee. And Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, there is no man that hath left house or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake in the Gospels, but he shall receive a hundredfold now in this time houses and brethren sisters, mothers, and children, and lands with persecutions, and in the world to come, eternal life. But many that are first shall be last, and the last shall be first. And my subject for this moment of ministry is simply this. It will be worth it all. It will be worth it all. Would you raise your hands and praise God? Thank you, Jesus. Help us now. Your word is not bound. Let it have free course. And encourage the precious people of God is my prayer. In Jesus' name. You may be seated. Jesus had just finished blessing a group of children and teaching a very valuable spiritual truth when out of the crowd ran a young man. He knelt before Jesus, and we don't know his name. We know he was young, he was rich, he was a ruler of some sort. And the young man asked Jesus a very important question. What must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said, you know the commandments, keep them, obey them. The young man could boast and say, hey, I've kept all of them since I was a young man. And then Jesus said, there's one thing you lack. Go sell everything you have and distribute the proceeds of your sale to the poor and to the needy. Then take up your cross and follow me. And Jesus said that because he knew the young man was wealthy and he loved his possessions. And so the young man walked away sorrowful, sad, because that was a price he wasn't willing to pay, not even for eternal life. And as the 12 disciples standing around took all of this in, Jesus began to teach them that it is very hard for a rich man to be saved. And Simon Peter starts thinking and being somewhat impetuous, he blurts out a question, Jesus, we left everything to follow you. We left our families, our homes, our business we gave up everything to follow you and to be your disciples. What are we going to get out of it? What is in it for us? What shall we have, therefore? 
I think he was probably thinking, is this really worth it? And I have come to awaken 2023 to encourage a weary preacher, a troubled preacher's wife, a discouraged child of God who is feeling crushed beneath the weight of it all, pressed beyond measure, tempted, tested, tried, weak, worn, battle-weary. I'm preaching to somebody today that has been stretched to the end of the tether. In this room today, right now on this Friday morning, there are individuals that are drowning in sorrow, despair, and defeat. In this house today are individuals that are haunted by an emotional strain. Others are hounded by unrelenting physical pain in their body. Some have been harassed by financial pressure. Others have been humbled by, dis by disharmony in the home, marital and relational difficulties in your life. If I know one thing, I know what the Holy Ghost spoke to me. In this room, there are people confused and bewildered by the fact that your prayers have not been answered. Doors refuse to open. And if I could be completely honest with you today, I would tell you there are moments in your life and in mine when we wonder, is it really worth it? And I have come to this pulpit to tell you unequivocally without hesitation or reservation, heaven will be worth it all. Somebody get the smile back on your face. Every trial, every storm, every temptation, every heartache, every sacrifice, it will be worth it all. Somebody clap your hands to Jesus. We don't sing those old hymns anymore, but I remember singing it, Bishop Kenzie, it will be worth it all when we see Jesus. Life's trials will seem so small when we see Christ. One glimpse of his dear face, all sorrows will erase. So bravely run this race till we see Christ. You've been tested, you've been tried, you've been tempted, and in the heat of the battle, the antagonist of your soul will try to convince you to give up. Due to the intense pressure and extreme spiritual warfare that we are experiencing right now, because we're in the last days, there will be times when the enemy will come in like a flood, and he will try to convince you to pull out the old white flag of, and wave the flag of surrender and give up and he'll lie to you and tell you it's just not worth it. It's just not worth all the fight. The devil is a liar. Heaven will be worth it all. There's nothing that the devil, the antagonist of our souls would like more than to keep our faces fixed to the ground. Keep our eyes fixed on the rocky path beneath our feet instead of the prize that's before our face. The devil wants to keep us, our attention riveted to our problems instead of our promises. He wants us to live shallow, earthbound lives and be preoccupied with what is passing instead of what's permanent. He wants us to be trapped by the, by the temporary and the trivial 
The enemy would like for us to be so transfixed by this life that we fail to be transformed by heaven. I got to preach to you today. And the devil has succeeded in so many of our lives in burying deep in the recesses of our consciousness the most compelling promise of the entire word of God and that is the promise of heaven. Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am there, you may be also. I've come to tell you today, it will be worth it all. I'm looking in the eyes of individuals. The devil has managed to take heaven completely off the table. And John, the, the beloved, the apostle on the Isle of Patmos got a glimpse of heaven while he was in the spirit on the Lord's day. And he wrote it down. He said, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and I heard a, behind me a great voices of a trumpet saying, I'm Alpha and I'm Omega, the first and the last. What you see, write it in a book. Send it to the seven churches. And then I turned to see the voice that spoke with me. And being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. In the midst of the candlesticks, there was one like unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot, girt about the paps with a golden girdle, his head white like wool, white as snow. His eyes were a flame of fire. He began to describe what he saw. He said, I saw him. I fell at his feet as dead. And he laid his right hand on me saying, fear not. I'm the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I'm alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of hell and death. Write the things which you have seen. And what you shall see. And what will be hereafter. And then he said in chapter 4, I saw a door that was opened in heaven. And that a voice said, come up hither. I'm going to show you some things. And I want you to write them down. And I want you to share them. John saw it all. He got carried away in the spirit and caught a glimpse of that celestial city. And just reading about what John recorded about heaven, I can tell you today it will be worth it all. You need to remind yourself again that heaven's not just a state of mind. Heaven is not the figment of somebody's overworked imagination. Heaven is not a philosophical concept. It's not somebody's sentimental dream. It's not a religious fairy tale. Heaven is a real place. In my father's house are many mansions. If it weren't so, I would have told you. But I'm telling you, it's real. And I stand here today without apology to remind all of us about a place called heaven. And I want to remind you of a promise that Jesus made a long time ago. In Acts chapter 1, as he stood there, they looked toward heaven and he was caught up. And two men in white apparel said, you men of Galilee, why stand you gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus that is taken from you into heaven shall so come in like manner as you've seen him go into heaven. 
could I remind the saints of the Lord today and precious man of God that is weary and troubled for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be with the Lord and then he said wherefore because of what I just told you comfort one another with these words we're commanded comfort one another I've come to bring a word of comfort to a weary stressed out pressed down child of God today you didn't just come to awaken you limped here But I feel this in the Holy Ghost. You're going to be refreshed. Before this conference ends, God is going to refresh your spirit. There's some questions in your mind that are going to be answered. And I say to all of us, lift up your head. Heaven is in your future. I know we're trapped in time. We're tethered to this place called earth for right now. But the Bible says we're going to be caught up to a heavenly home. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Some of you don't know how to respond because the devil has, has succeeded in taking heaven off the table in your life. You don't even think about it. But heaven is mentioned in your Bible 582 times. 327 times in the Old Testament, 255 times in the New Testament. And I think it's high time we start talking about heaven. And we start singing about heaven. Somebody break out those old hymns, Heaven's Jubilee. Some glad morning when this life is o'er, I'll fly away. We need to start preaching about it, testifying about it, dreaming about the sweet home of the soul. I'm talking to you about heaven, and heaven will be worth it all. We're going to be caught up, not for some senseless trip through outer space, but to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time, wherein you greatly rejoice. I suggest we do that right now. Somebody rejoice. Rejoice. Your name's written in heaven. Rejoice because you've got hope. Rejoice because there's a great reward in your future. Eternal life is your destiny. Heaven will be worth it all. Come on, somebody rejoice because he inscribed your name in the Lamb's book of life. We need to let hell know today we still believe in a place called heaven. We may be traveling a long and winding road, but it's not a dead-end street, and we're headed somewhere. And I want to say to you precious missionaries and home missionaries and evangelists, your labor is not in vain. If you're anything like me, you've been fighting hell tooth and toenail lately. But I tell you how to break out of the darkness and the gloom and the depression just get heaven on your mind come on you want to start feeling happy and hopeful get heaven on your mind John come up here 
Heaven is up. It's time to look up. Jesus said, lift your eyes. When you see these things begin to come to pass, look up. Look up. Lift your head. Your redemption draws nigh. We're closer today than we've ever been. And it's time to look up because heaven is real. Get your eyes off your problems. Get your eyes off of people that drag you down. Get your eyes on heaven today. Heaven is for real. They say from planet Earth to Pluto, way out there is 4.67 billion miles. And beyond Pluto are thousands of, of other solar systems and galaxies yet undiscovered. But the Bible said, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised and, and we shall be changed. Hallelujah. In a, in a zeptosecond, we'll be walking on streets of gold. We all go through stuff. We go through trials and tribulations down here, all of us. We're not alone. The apostle Paul said, hey, you read it in 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Jews, five times I received 40 stripes, save one. I had, I had all the flesh beaten off my back five different times. Three times I was beaten with rods. Twice or once I was stoned. Three times I suffered shipwreck. I spent a night and a day in the deep. In journeyings often, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils by my own countrymen, in perils of heathen, in perils among uh, in the city, perils in the wilderness, perils among false brethren. Everywhere I go, in weariness and painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, cold and nakedness, beside all those things, that which cometh upon me daily, care of all the churches. Because I'm looking at people that don't just have to worry about you. You've got people that depend on you. And that can wear you down. But in the midst of it all, he said, I got to write this down. He said, behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed in a moment. In a twinkling of an eye. At the last trump, the trump's going to sound. The dead shall be raised incorruptible. And we shall be changed. This corruptible must put on incorruption. This mortal must put on immortality. And when that happens, we're going to sing it. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, grave, where is your victory? Thanks be to God, which gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody shout unto the Lord right now. Pastor, there's people here that they had to say goodbye to loved ones. And I see the pain and heartache still etched upon your countenance. But I've got good news to, for you today. That seeming victory of death is going to at last be overturned, overturned in a moment. In the twinkling of an eye, death will be swallowed up in victory. So I'm telling you today, dry your weeping eyes. There's about to be a great reunion day. When we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. When we all see Jesus, we will sing and shout the victory. I'm telling you, we can sing and shout the victory this morning. Why? Because we're headed to a place called heaven.
Paul writes and says, therefore, my beloved brethren, be you steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know, your labor is not in vain in the Lord. I know there's times when the devil whispers and says, this is, you're not doing anything. You're not getting anywhere. This is, this is in vain. You might as well quit. You might as well go home. But I'm, 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 I'm living for God so I can go to heaven. Folks, this is not for nothing. I know we got to put up with dingbats. Kooks, nuts, they're everywhere. It gets rough sometimes. That's why you, you got a pastor in your life. You better thank God you got a good one. And you better thank God for him every day and pray every day for him and his wife that the angels of the Lord would minister to him, minister to them every night. Give them strength. But we're not just living for the here and now. My citizenship's in heaven. I'm a pilgrim and a stranger. We're just passing through. And Paul could say we're troubled on every side, but we're not distressed. We're perplexed, but we're not in despair. We're persecuted, but we're not forsaken. We're cast down, but we're not destroyed. You know why he could say that? He had his eyes on the prize. I've got my eyes on heaven. I know where I'm headed. Come hell or high water, I'm staying with the church. This is no time to backslide. I'm going to tell you how you can get off your depression pills and get out of the mully grubs. Start thinking about where you're headed. I'm going to heaven. And Paul said, that's what keeps me balanced. C.S. Lewis wrote and said a long time ago, since Christians have largely ceased to think of the other world, they become ineffective in this one. I'm going to read it again. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be you steadfast unmovable always abounding in the work of the lord for as much as you know your labor is not in vain in the lord sometimes you just got to know that i may not see the fruit i want to see but it's not in vain you got to know heaven's not just a doctrine to be preached and taught it's more than that it's not just a theory that you hold on to it's not just another dogma that we believe it's a reality and hundreds of times your Bible talks about Jesus coming back to take his people, a bride, to that place called heaven. And John, the beloved, wrote it in his epistle, Beloved, now we are the sons of God. And it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Don't stop there. Read the next verse. And every man that has this hope Purify himself even as he is pure. Hey, if we get our minds on heaven and start believing in heaven, pastors wouldn't have to get up and preach against sin every service. I, I wouldn't have to act like a kindergarten teacher trying to keep everybody loving one another and saved. Because if you believe in heaven, if you get a glimpse of it, you're going to want to go there so bad. You'll keep yourself pure. You'll purify yourself. You'll sanctify yourself. You'll get right with God. You'll repent. The hope of heaven is why we do what we do. And I'm looking at these missionaries that left home and family and go to a foreign country and learn a foreign language. Why do they do that? Because they believe in a place called heaven. And we've been called and commissioned to get everybody we can to go with us. Keep on keeping on. Keep on preaching. Keep on believing God.
Heaven becomes the mighty motivator of the church. When you get a glimpse of heaven, everything else pales by comparison. It clarifies your view of earth. Paul got it. And he said, that's why I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in us. Then he said, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. What's your light affliction? A fractured friendship, a shattered dream, church trouble, prodigal son, prodigal daughter, physical pain, financial pressure, a disillusionment of a dying or a broken marriage. Lift up your head and consider the weight of glory that waits for us. Our afflictions are light in comparison. Get a glimpse of heaven. Are you having a bad day, a bad week, a bad month, a bad year? Look through that door that John looked through. Lift your head and everything looks different from heaven's point of view. I can make it. I can get through this. It's going to be all right. Oh, John, he's, he looked through that door. When he peered through it, he tried to write down and describe just a little bit. I saw a holy city coming down from God out of heaven prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Hallelujah. He went on to describe that place called heaven. But what I love, verse 4, Brother Kenzie, but God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes and there shall be no more death neither sorrow nor crying neither shall there be any more pain for the former things are passed away why are you not shouting no more sorrow no more pain he said I make all things new He said, he carried me, the spirit carried me to a great mountain and let me see that holy city, the, the new Jerusalem descending out of heaven from God. And he said, oh, it was so glorious. Walls, jewels, streets of gold, pearls, a beautiful place. And he said, let me tell you about that city. He said, there was no temple there because the lamb is the temple. That city had no need of the sun or the moon for the glory of the Lord. Lit that place up. And the nations of the earth that are saved will walk in that light. And the gates are not shut by night or day, for there shall be no night there. I'm talking about heaven. I'm trying to encourage a weary child of God that the devil would try to convince you that what you're doing is too much. It's in vain. You're laboring in vain. Comfort one another with these words. We need a heaven revolution in 2023. And John didn't just take the time to tell us what was in heaven. He told us what's not going to be there. No funeral homes in heaven. Tears will never stain the streets of that city. No abortion clinics there. No divorce courts. No bankruptcy courts. No psychiatric wards in heaven. No alcohol or drug treatment centers there. No pornography there. No teen suicide there. No cancer there. No rape. No murder. No abuse. No gay rights marches. No missing children. No fentanyl. 
No drug overdoses, no drive-by shootings, no racial tension in heaven, no prejudice there, no misunderstanding there, no injustices there, no hypocrisy, no hatred, no harsh words, no gossip, no hurt feelings, no worries, no hunger, no thirst, no physical pain. Some of you walked in here hurting today. When you get to heaven, those days are over. No war, no trials, no drama, no trauma, no tragedy, no suffering, no separation, no starvation, no accidents, no emergency room, no more prescriptions, no medicine, no doctors, no hospitals, no relational division, no hurricanes. No tornadoes, no earthquakes, no decay, no, no rust, no door locks, no crime, no thieves, no sin, no devil. I'm talking about heaven. I can only imagine, surrounded by your glory, what will my heart feel? Will I dance for you, Jesus, or in all of you be still? Will I stand in your presence or to my knees will I fall? Will I sing hallelujah or will I be able to speak it all? I can only imagine. Heaven's real. And it's so far beyond what these mortal minds can comprehend. So Peter, I'm going to answer your question. Yes. It will be worth it all. There's nobody that left their house, their brothers, their sisters, their father, their mother for my sake in the gospels. But you're going to receive a hundredfold now in this time. Houses, brethren, sisters, mothers, children, lands with persecutions. Yeah, there's going to be problems. But in the world to come, eternal life. It will be worth it all. Not only down here, but when we get there. Somebody raise your hands as you rise to your feet all across this place. Dear God in heaven. I thank you for the promise and the hope of the soul. Musicians, come. I want some weary preacher and their wife. I want some struggling saint that has been going through you know what. I want you to walk up to the front right now. Because the Holy Ghost is going to refresh you. Come on. Is there anybody? I want all of our missionaries to come. All that are part of this Awakening Conference. I don't know most of you, but I know what I felt in prayer. You did limp here. You've been wounded. You fought the devil tooth and toenail. And God said, remind them of heaven. And tell them it's going to be worth it all. Spirit of the living God. Come down right now. Wrap your arms around these precious people. And encourage them.
to fight on, to press forward. It won't be long. He's going to come again. It will be worth it all. You precious saints, would you gather in behind these precious people today? And we're going to stretch our hands and pray. I want them to feel they're not alone. There's a church praying for you. God give you revival. God give you fruit. Hallelujah. Spirit of the Lord, strengthen us. Encourage these men and women of God. again for joining us for this podcast. It's such an honor that we could have you and we pray you were blessed by the word today. We want to stay connected with you and so give us a follow on our social media pages on Facebook or Instagram. You can find all of those on our website at firstchurch.app. You can also stay connected with us 
through that uh, website and you can download it as an app on your phone from there. And so until the next time, we pray you're blessed. Have a great week in Jesus' name.